Hi, and welcome. This is Latrice Bartley, co-founder of Beauty and Purpose, where we help you discover your beauty inside and out, embrace your uniqueness, and walk in the fullness of who Christ created you to be. Hi, y'all. So listen, I am up. It is 2 a.m. I know I'm crazy, but please pray for me. Um, but it's so quiet and it was just like a good time to just log on. So listen, I'm in my running gear. Yes, I'm actually going to run too. I figure it might as well up, but I will give a disclaimer. I took a two and a half hour nap and that screwed me. So yes, I'm up like it's 10 a.m. But, um, I want to just share with you something that I was reading and my cousin kind of sparked this with her blog post. Um, and I just started thinking, I, like my mind was going, I got notes all over because I was just reading and just diving in. And so I just want to share a couple things with you. One of the things that, um, she wrote a post on being armored up and I wrote something a while back on how, what it would mean to not just have one piece of your armor on, how detrimental that could be, um, to just forget one piece of armor. And I likened it, I think, of, of what it's like to go out, you know, would you go to work without shoes on? Or would you, you know, get up out of the bed and not comb your hair? I hope you wouldn't. Um, but, you know, just what it looks like, what that looks like. So I just want to talk about, though, disorder the spirit, which we know is the word of God. And I was thinking about how the word of God is our manual for life. And when that thought came to my mind, our manual for life, I immediately thought about a product, right? Just whatever. I mean, I, I thought about things we know how to use, things we don't know how to use. Um, I thought about, I even give a good example of my iPhone, right? Um, they give you this book. I have, I'm going to be honest, never read the whole book. I do read a good, at least 90% of it, but not the whole book. And or even something else that you don't know. I just thought when I thought manual, I immediately thought about a product. And so a lot of times, even when we get something, we can be very excited about the product. And because in us, it's like, oh, I, like say with the iPhone, oh, okay, I've had a phone before. I know how to do this. You ask a couple of questions, you get it going. But if you don't read the manual, and let's just say maybe you Google some things, how to do this, the five things I need to know about iPhone. You know how we are with this technology nowadays. Nowadays, you can get a good amount of information, but until you read the manual, the product will still only function at probably 50% to 60% of its full capacity because you have not read the manual. You do not know, like Googling it, um, Googling the things you need to know about the iPhone, this or what it's not, you can get it going. And I'm going to tell you an example. I'm a big photo person. If anybody's following me or videos. And so I remember I was trying to do something and then I don't know, I was Googling and it's something that in Google I read, I was like, the phone does that. And so I then went to the manual and Lord, there was like a function on the phone that I needed, like this whole picture video thing that it could do for me that I was like, what? I didn't know because I didn't read the manual. And so my point is, I assumed because I had phones, I was ready. I was excited, wanted to get the phone. But it was like looking at that whole book. I don't want to read this whole book. But the product will only function at a certain level 
because even though I've invested all this money into it, because I failed to read the manual just because. And so I was thinking about that. Go back to the word. We have a manual for life, a manual that any and everything we could deal with is in it. If it's dealing with divorce, if it's dealing with depression, mental disease, hopelessness, feeling um lonely, how to date, how to deal with our enemies, how to deal with money, how to deal with children, rebellion, like y'all, any and everything that you could think of, the word of God has it. And so I was thinking about when you think about the sword of the spirit, going back to our armor, I literally thought about even when I run, there's a certain shoe, there's a certain way I clothe myself, depending on the season, because it's going to determine the greatness of my run you know um you when you're when i'm running in the winter even though yes it's winter but i can't put on a bunch of clothes i'm a sweater and so my run will get very rough quick because even though it's cold outside i already know what i generate so i have to wear dry fit i need it loose just a little bit of long sleeve something on my head and my hands i'm good everything else my body warms me up i can't go out with all this stuff on shoes matter to me otherwise the running on is going to be a is going to be over before it begin because i can't wear heavy shoes i don't can't wear because i pronate so anyway your shoes your the things that you wear matters to the quality of the run and i was thinking about that and just thinking about specifically the sword of the spirit how we can get armored up like ephesians tells us right we can put on our breastplate we need our helmet of salvation we need our, our shield of faith and shot our feet with peace but imagine putting like literally i saw myself this evening all armored up but you go out without your weapon right because these things are protecting us. They're protecting different parts. But you need your weapon. You know, you don't go into a fight without the weapon. You know, and so I thought about, oh, my God, like what soldier gets on the field and don't have a gun, a, a spear, something. You know what I mean? Like, and I literally started even thinking about like Troy and all those, you know, those movies. But we have to have our weapon. But here's the thing. I even thought about it. Battle time, you don't just go, you know, when you think about military or people preparing for war, they are working that battle plan. They have a plan B, they have a plan C. They actually dress in their armor there because they're ready. You don't go to battle and pick up your weapon for the first time is my point. You have to know how to use that weapon. And so what I'm saying is I thought about number one, how we have a manual, which is our weapon. But so many of us, fail to read it either a because we just like i don't want to read that whole book or i don't understand it or it's too much or i'll just google but you will only function at the at a limited capability of what god has put in you because you don't know what your capability is you don't know what's in you you don't know what he's caught like there's so much that you can do but you can only do it through the word of god and you have to know the word of god to know what you can do and so i was thinking like oh my god some of us are in like 40 percent functionality because we're not allowing this word to really take effect and work out in our life, you know? So we are 
We haven't read our manual. We don't know what our mind can do. We don't know how our faith can be enabled. We don't know the power in the spirit of God. We don't know, you know, this word, y'all, because we haven't read it. Everything we need, we're dealing with relationship issues. We going back. We're standing in relationships that we should be out of. We dealing with things. We fearful when we should be bold. We looking at the situations and things that are coming up in our life from a stance of fear when we should be rising up and going to battle at it because we don't know our man. Like we don't know what we have in Christ. We don't even know who we are. And the only way you can do that is to know your manual. And the reason I keep stressing knowing your manual, because knowing your manual allows you to hold that spear and knock the enemy out. You know what I mean? It's being weaponless because yeah, you got a weapon, but you don't know how to use it, which is what we are. We, we are like a dysfunctional product. You know, the Lord created us, but we not even functioning fulfilling the purpose or doing what we could really do because we don't know what we created to do. We don't know our worth. We don't know who we are. We don't know what we can do because we're not in the work. And so I began to think about, oh my God, we're like on battle day without knowing how to fight the battle, which is why life is kicking our behind because we need to learn our manual, y'all. And you can Google, you can get points, you can read books from all these great people, but no book takes precedence over the word of God. They are all, all those books are resources, but you need to read the book, the manual. And so I began to think about on, when you think about it is now time for battle, no one just goes out and say, oh, I'm going, this is going to be the first time, but you have to know how to use the sword of the spirit, you know? And I literally was sitting here thinking about, like I said, Troy, I can't think of the other movie and I could see them on the battle, right? And you have the enemy on one side and then you have their group on one side and they got their armor up, but you think about that, but you better know how to, you, you got to know how to throw it, jab it, whatever. But we learned that through all these resources, Bible study, going to church, studying the word, getting in prayer, because through the spirit, God illuminates this word in us. And as God illuminates the word in us, we're learning how to use our spirit. So I, I wanted to give that just that part. But then, like I said, I literally began to think about man what if we left our weapon at home? The, the word of God, which is what so many of us do. And so I wanted to encourage you, number one, pick up your sword. Like, yes, it's good. You need to put on all every the whole armor. It has so much purpose for every part of the body, but we cannot forget our sword. You can have all that protection and still hit the ground dead because it's protecting certain points, but when the stuff, when those darts start coming and you got to shit, if you don't have nothing to fight back with, you don't have, yeah, you block it, but if 15 darts coming, I mean, it's only so much block. You got stuff on and your breastplate, we hoping that thing protects you, but while you over here, your eye, you know, you got to have something to be able to fight with and it's the word of God. And this is where I wanted to come because immediately when I was thinking about this, 
I thought about David, right? Okay, y'all know I love David. Like, I, I listen, I love the word, okay? I just love everybody. I want to meet Enoch. When I get to heaven, I got to see Paul. Like, Paul is, like, Paul is my man, okay? Joshua, Daniel, David, Abraham. Like, I just need a gathering, okay? I just want to be like, Jesus, I'm so happy to see you, my Lord and my Savior. And then I'm like, where is Paul and where is David? <laughs> like, I'm just sorry, I'm being honest. But I just love David, okay? And so I, immediately when I'm thinking about this, I went to David and I thought about, oh my God, what an example. And here's the reason I'm using this. Remember what I just said, we have a manual for life, y'all. And so the crazy thing about this is I'm thinking about, oh my God, the sword of the spirit is our weapon, but it is our manual. And in our manual, do we know how to function? And here's the thing, our manual, when I looked up the definition of manual, it's instructions. It literally tells you how to use something. And it even, when you look in a dictionary, it even talks about war. And so I literally thought about the fact that, okay, David is such a good analogy, which is why we should be reading our manual because we have these People, it can't, the word of God cannot just be words. It can't be stories about people. These people are examples of how we go through our battle and winning. We think about Gideon. We think about Moses. Look at Daniel who stood in evil, to, I mean, evil all around him. Like these are not just stories, y'all, but these are people that are telling us how to do it. And so I thought about it as we're going through battles of our life, we can win, but we have to remember that we come from a stance of victory and who better to show us David and I thought about David for many reasons and I want to share a couple with you because I thought about the whole story you know David um his brothers are at war he's the youngest son of a his dad sends him to go get take your brother some food you have Goliath who's this giant he's been born and bred it for war he been fighting and he is taunting the people of God the people of God are fearful like they have no God and so David goes and takes his food he over here is, but here's the thing David kind of like first of all first thing David said who is this uncircumcised like David already knew he's like he don't look he like he ain't even circumcised why are we up here you know but anyway but here's the thing first thing I want to share with you the people get upset his own people they his brother's mad they like don't you need to go take take care of these sheep why are you down here the other people looking at him like you crazy you know you think you can fight him the word gets back to Saul and Saul like, you can't fight this giant. Y'all, and so I'm sharing this because again, this is our manual. This is how we learn how to fight. So think about it. How many times have you went through some things and you got that girlfriend? Girl, I don't know if I, you could do that. I would probably leave. I would do this. They gave you cancer. My friend just died from that same cancer. Just like David, the same people in his camp, they the ones that you can't do this, you can't. But David knew his God. Like we could literally parallel our life. And David said, hold on. I, 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 yes, I've been protecting sheep, but I don't have bears and lions that I killed. But he took it back and said, if the Lord spared me and the same Lord that spared me is the same Lord that's going to bring me through with this Philistine. And what Saul said, go in the name of your Lord. Like some of our friends do, girl, okay, go ahead. You know how we do. We, okay, Jesus said, because they don't really believe. And I'm sharing these parallels because we could, if we took this word, we could almost see parallels and say, hold on. That happened. To, he had some friends that was discouraged 
charge of him. He had to watch who he taught, who he gave his stuff to. But David, he knew his God. But here's the thing. Going back to that battle, David, y'all, David is a beast. Okay, David was a beast at his young age. David is standing at the line of battle when he decides to go in. David went in, but David went in talking noise, okay? And I love this. when The Lord was just showing me some stuff, and that's what I wanted to tell you all why it's so important to read our manual. Because when we're dealing with life, cancer, death, you got laid off, such and such happened. The Lord did not promise us that we would not have trials. But y'all, we got to get gangster with this thing. Like David, we stand from a stance of victory. And I literally, like I was telling you, started thinking about Troy and the other little, those medieval, medieval, oh God, med, I can't say it right now, but y'all know what I mean. Like the little ancient, I'm tired. Um, movies, but medieval, there you go. Um, movie, I could see on the line, but if you stop right there, the difference between their war and ours is we already have a stance of victory. Victory was won on the cross. Everything that we could have gone through or went through or we are going to go through, we stand from a stance of victory. So it's not like watching the movie to say, oh God, who gonna get taken out? What's gonna happen? We stand from a stance of victory. And David shows us how to go through it. And that's what I wanted to share with you real quick. Um, Listen, I have to put my glasses on for this, y'all. But here's the thing, he, um, they, oh, sorry, I'm like trying to hold and read at the same time, but this is what, um, David got to the battle, battlefield, y'all, and this is what he began to say to, first of all, in 1 Samuel 17, 34 through 37, David begins to remind, um, Saul, like I told you, who was fighting this, and it wasn't David, he like, this is God's battle. He began to remind Saul what, and Saul was like, okay, but I love how he goes to the battle line. David approached, Goliath insulted, but David said, before I go on this battle, let me tell you some things. And this is what David said. David told Goliath, you come to me with sword, spirit, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Today, the Lord will conquer you. Okay. He said, today, the Lord will conquer you. And I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. This little boy came. He, he not standing at the line fearful. He not hoping he win. He not, oh God, what's going to happen? He said, let me tell you what's getting ready to go. Y'all, that's faith. Like, because he had a he had a recall button. David said, the Lord undelivered me. And I think sometimes we forget. We have to press our recall button. We have to begin to remind ourselves, wait a minute. Didn't God in, in 1980, when I was facing a situation, he brought me through the same God of 1980 and who was with you in 1990. And, and when you were out there doing stuff that you had no business, but he brought you through. He's the same God that now that you belong to him, you don't think that he can work this situation out. You don't think that he can save your, your child who is presenting a different case to you. You don't think that he can take care of cancer or diabetes or whatever. Like this, we talking about our God. And y'all, I began to think about what it means to have God in me. I am carrying God 
in me. Do you know how powerful we are? So David walked up to the line. He like, let me tell you some things real quick before this go down. And I'm watching this. I'm listening. I'm sorry. I'm reading this, but I'm also playing this in my head. And I'm like, my God, do we understand who we are? And so he begins to, to say some things to Goliath before he goes into battle. And then, but what I want to um, end in, in verse 48, this is the other thing that I love. It said, David moved quickly. In other words, he didn't retreat, but he said, I'm going to pursue you. And he began to tell him, he said, I am going, this battle belongs to the Lord. And I think it's verse 47. He told Goliath, he said, this battle belongs to the Lord and he will deliver you into my hands. Y'all, he said, and he will deliver you into my hands. And so I had to just come on. All of this is going, to, uh, going um, all of this is related to our sword, but I wanted you to understand how important the word of God is for you not to be armored up fully. And let's just say you left your sword, which is so many of us are doing. Yes, we go to church. Yes, we're in Bible study. Some of us are leading the Bible studies. Some of us are at the door ushering. Some of us are in church 22 times a week. Great. But you left your sword. You don't even know the word of God. You have never read your whole manual. You don't even know what half of the manual states. You don't even know your benefits. You don't know what you shouldn't be doing. And so you are functioning at 50%. This, I mean, you're, you're not fun functioning at full capacity. You're in all these auxiliaries. You're doing all these things, but you still left your weapon home. Like you don't even have it with you. You don't even know no words. You know what you heard on Sunday. You forget that by Monday. So no wonder you're a defeated Christian. No wonder you can't slate anything. No wonder you crying every other day. No wonder you standing from a stance of fear because your manual that God is giving you for life, you don't know it. Hence, you don't have your weapon in your hand because if you don't know the word of God, you have a weapon that you don't know how to use. But I love David because it says David quickly. In other words, for you to go after something like that, you said, I'm coming after you. Y'all, that's how we should be. We should be offense, okay? Like, I don't have to work. I'm coming after you. Like, you you think you have some things planned for me, but let me tell you something. I understand the victory I have in God. I understand what Calvary meant. And I understand that when he got up, he didn't get up this little, you know, oh, thank you, I wrote. No, he got up with all power. And the same power that he got up with, I can resurrect in every day. And so, okay, you want to give me a bill of health? You want to tell me that my daughter is going to die and I'm not going to live to see her? Okay, let me tell you how I'm going to pursue recover and conquer all y'all we got to get like david david stood at the line and he didn't shake us he said let me tell you what's gonna happen and now i'm quickly coming after you in the name of the lord and guess what happened he pursued and conquered and so i just had to log on and show, share that with you because i want us to know how to fight like warfare does not have to scare us because we stand from a stance of victory but you don't know that if you don't know your manual and here's one other thing that i thought also fit this so because here's the thing david one of the things that i like about 
that verse is David said some things. He started out battle saying some things. And that's why we have to know the word of God. We have to know what's in our manual because we begin to speak to the things. That's how you're doing battle. Even with your sword, you're taking that sword and you're jabbing. You want to give me this? This is what I'm going to slay you with. This the word of God. And y'all, I specifically started looking up some things like y'all know I got my, my cars and I started looking up some things to say. And I thought about Psalms 118 and 8. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Verse 7 says, the Lord is on my side. He is among those who help me. Therefore, I will look, look in triumph in him. I will look in triumph on those who hate me. Y'all, I thought about Psalms um. 118 and 17. This is my favorite one. I used to quote this with Olivia. It says, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. And here's what the Amplified says. It says, I shall not die, but live and recount the illustrious acts of the Lord. Y'all, this is what I'm talking about. So you know how David's standing at that battle line? This is this what you're saying to your Goliaths. The Lord will, Psalms 138 and 8, the Lord will work out his plans for my life for your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. But then I love this one, Psalms 118 and 26. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And you know I did some research, right? So I had to tell you. Because when you start reading 118, it talks about the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord. And so I thought about blessed is the, it said blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Well, what is his name? Well, Proverbs 18 and 10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and it's safe, y'all. And so then I started saying, well, what is the name? Now, mind you, I'm still talking about battlefield. That, like I'm talking noise like David is. This is how we have to talk to the battle. This is how we do warfare. We do it through the word of God. And, and when it says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, like I literally begin to think about tower. We can run in it, y'all, and we can be safe. Just like David, what did it say? It said he quickly pursued Goliath. He ran, but he wasn't running in himself. He was running in the name of the Lord. He said, the Lord is going to deliver you. And when we run in the name of the Lord, we're running to him as Elohim. He's creator by all things. By him, all things were created. We're running into him as Jehovah. I am that I am. We're running into him, Emmanuel, God who is with us. Y'all, we're never left alone. Jehovah Nisi, uh, he's our banner of victory. We stand from a stance of victory. Y'all, this is the word. We With Jehovah Rohi, he's our good shepherd. He's leading. He's protecting us. He's guiding us. Just like the shepherd, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, y'all, the complete knowledge base for life. Listen, he is our complete knowledge base for life. This is what he is. Then I thought about, and so this is what I want to end with really quick. This is what I want to end with. I thought about the story of Peter, right? And I actually went to it. And I'm still talking about battle, battle, what it means to have our sword, the word of God. I thought about the story of Peter when they were on the boat and they're in a storm, right? 
And so Jesus is walking on the water. First of all, that's enough in itself. There is a storm. The boat is rocking and Jesus is walking on a storm. And so it scares them because they think it's a ghost. And he's like, don't be afraid. It's me. And so Peter asked something of him. He said, Lord, if it, if it's you, bid me to come walk on water. And so he bid him to come. So I want to stop there. There is a storm. The Lord is walking on the storm. And Peter says, he has faith enough to say, if it's you, then bid me to come walk on water. And the scripture says, Peter gets out and walks on water, but then something happens. Now you asked him to do something. He told you to do it and you're doing it. But here's the thing. Then it says, Peter is walking on water, but then he saw the wind. He saw the wind and he became afraid. Here's the thing, y'all. He and it's, and I'm bringing this out because this is what we do. We ask the Lord to do something. The Lord said, I have you. He walking on the storm. So you, I are walking with the one who controls the storm. But Peter, it says he saw the wind. And when he saw the wind, he became fearful and began to sink. That tells me if you were walking and now you're seeing your problem, you took your eyes off your source. Peter he got distracted. He began to look at the, he looked at the, um, the problem and he began to sing. And it said that the Lord, he cried out to the Lord and immediately the Lord reached out and grabbed them. But he said, Oh, ye of little faith. Why did you doubt? What I want to bring out with that y'all is we can't look at our problem. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus. The moment that he took his eyes off of Christ is the moment that he began to sing. He was walking. And so think about it. When we are doing battle, we have to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Remember the name of the Lord. And so y'all, listen, at 2.30 in the morning, I'm so tired. I don't, I don't even know what time it is now. But I wanted to encourage you. I wanted you to understand that we stand from a stance of victory. But y'all, we can't afford to put our weapon down. Our weapon is the word of God. We have to be willing to get in our manual for life. This is our manual. Everything that you could imagine, the word of God deals with it. How to fight battles, how to walk out your per all this stuff. You don't need any books. I'm not saying books is bad, but listen, read the main book, your manual, so that we can properly fight and win every war that we, y'all, we don't even have to wait. We can begin to declare war now. You declare war. Listen, I'm declaring war now. I'm already telling the enemy what Olivia is going to do. I'm not waiting for something to come. I'm declaring war because I stand from victory and I got his word on it. So I just wanted to encourage you today, stand, get your weapon, stay, um, stay warred up. Like you, you have to you have to have, don't put down any part of your armor. You can't afford to go out without your helmet. You can't afford to not have your breastplate on. You cannot afford to leave your shoes off, but you got to stand flat-footed. The only way you can stand in the peace of God is to know the word of God. And so again, I go back, you can have all this armor on, but it's almost like literally facing your predator and you know that a robber trying to break out and you got your alarm on, you have everything on, you have the gun, you know, on your side, but you don't have it drawn. 
You know, and so you looking at the robber with your weapon laid down. Well, well good luck with that. You know what I mean? It's like, y'all, come on now. We have a manual for life. We can't be so lazy that we say, oh, I don't feel like reading it. You don't know what's in Genesis. You need to know about Abraham. You need to know about the covenant of God and what, what is entitled to us. Y'all, we don't even know what we entitled to. We don't even know about our inheritance. We can even learn the things that, that went wrong in the Bible so that we don't make the same mistakes. We can learn how to, what it means to walk with God through Enoch. We are living in perilous times, evil times, y'all, where sexual perversion, I mean, just... Things imaginable. People sleeping with animals? Are you kidding me right now? People are blowing their brains out left and right. We are in evil times. Daniel can tell you about that. Daniel can tell you about it. He stood, y'all, and he came. Listen, he Daniel name. He had influence from a young child. You can learn about that. David, I mean, it's like we could go through the Bible. There is so much there, but y'all, it's our manual. If you don't know your manual, you are not functioning. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a pastor. I don't care if you the leader of this, the leader of that. Who cares? If you don't know God's word and you're not living by God's word, because here's the thing. The Lord said to love me is to obey my word. You can say, oh, I love God all day. But if you're not walking according to the word of God, yeah, it's like, you know, your husband or me telling Javier, I love you. And I do everything that I know Javier hates. You know, I leave all the cabinet. He said, I leave all of the cabinets open. It drives me crazy. But I keep leaving all the cabinets open or whatever. I, all the things that I know. But it's like, I love you so much today as I do the 22 things that irritate you every day on purpose. Like, huh? You know, but we have to be equipped, y'all. I think about the scripture that says study to show yourself approved to God. It's not about man. But it, listen, nobody just giving out master's degrees. But what do you have to do? You, If you want a master's degree, if you want to be elevated on certain levels within your career, you do what's necessary. We will spend three and six years and 10 years of our life to pursue a degree that may take us to the level that we want or may not. But then we have a manual that promises a victory, tells us how how to fight tells us how to obtain the things that God has for us that is guaranteed and we won't take the time to read that but then we constantly you know I hope I make it oh this happened you know my child did such and such like what is y'all and so I just want to encourage you do not lay down your weapon pick up your weapon become a product that functions at 100% Okay, like I want to know everything. I want to know everything God has for me. I want to hate what God hates and love what he loves. I want to know how to compel my children to Christ. I want to know how to let them see faith walked out through their mom so that when situations come, they will have the same faith to know that this is what it's telling me to do. But the word of God says, I want to know how to do that. And my manual will teach me how to teach them God. My manual will teach me how to war. My manual will teach me how to kick out 
every disease and anything that the enemy would try to come. My manual will teach me that I don't have to be bombarded in my mind, but I can begin to cast down every thought and every imagination that would exalt itself above the word of God. So I don't have to be bombarded in my mind and have mental issues, but I can call those things to the word of God. Y'all, we have to know our manual so that we can know how to take authority over anything, any Goliath that would try to come against us. So I just wanted to share that. Pray it blessed you. I think I'm gonna get on the treadmill, but I might need to go to bed in case my kids get up at normal time, which would be 6 a.m. And then I'm gonna be in trouble. But I just wanted to share that y'all be blessed. Listen, it's time that we recognize who we are. That's all I want us to understand. We stand from a stance of victory, y'all. Let's pursue, recover. Like we do not, oh my God, I'm gonna get off, but we do not have to be handicapped and crippled by fear. Like, you know, we are at the enemy's mercies. Y'all, it's time to get like David. It's time to go ahead and look eagerly, Go in quickly and let the enemy know. Oh, let, let I even see where you're trying to go with this. Let me just go ahead and tell you what the what was getting ready to happen. And how do we tell him that? Through our manual. Go to page whatever. Go to Psalms whatever. That's chapter. Go to that page and learn how. Oh, this is what you're trying to do. You, oh, okay, you want to give sickness? Oh, you want to plague my child? Oh, wait, you trying to come against my mama? Get those scriptures on healing and let the enemy know what the word of God says. And I'm eagerly and quickly coming after you because you already are not victorious in this situation. Y'all, that's how we have to begin to fight and know that when we stand up for God, he stands up for us. So good night. Have a wonderful, wonderful day on today. And I will talk to you later. Bye. Remember, this is Latrice Bartley with Beauty and Purpose, reminding you that you were created for such a time as this.